Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Today on Watching Your Wealth, why your financial advisor may be moving to a new firm. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Michael Wursthorn is a brokerage expert and reporter for WSJ Wealth Advisor. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks, Veronica. So, Mike, sometimes we get the call and hear that our advisor is switching firms. What are some of the reasons they do this? So it's a couple motivations why. I mean, one of the biggest things that I think clients should always be aware of is that a lot of the brokerages and, and you know, when we say firms like that, we mean Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, UBS, um, even Raymond James, Edward Jones to some degree more recently. They're all giving some sort of incentive for a financial advisor to move from whatever firm they work at to their firm. And that incentive um, at one point was reaching three times the fees and commissions they were generating. So if I was a Merrill Lynch broker making a million dollars each year for my firm, um, I can go get a, a potentially as much as $3 million to move my business. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot of money in play here. So, so since the financial crisis, these deals were reaching a, a crescendo where people were getting three times they were making. And uh, they would make their move and they would then call up their clients, say, I, I'm, I'm moving to a new firm. I really, will, really would like you to follow with me. And uh, then the client is expected then to begin the process of moving all their accounts to this new firm. The reason why the advisor wants that to happen, though, is because their incentives, their their bonuses are, are in big part tied to the amount of assets and clients they get to follow them. So whenever you, whenever a client does get one of these calls, they should they should think to ask a you know a couple of things. One of them being, you know, what kind of money or incentive are you getting to to make this transition? <laughs> right, and see if the, <laughs> see if their broker is embarrassed. I mean, maybe I guess maybe they shouldn't be. Money's hey, where everyone's. Uh, you know, going to earn a buck, but some more so than others. But yeah, at least they are they going to be transparent about it? Yes. And, and regulators have actually put a little more work in this work into this in the last few months, um, or I actually should say last few years. And, and, and what they did, uh, FINRA specifically, they pushed all the firms to now uh, put forward um, some sort of, uh, it's usually a one sheeter of, of information that's given to clients and it's pretty standard, but it basically lays out that you know, this transition for the advisor may have been because of a financial incentive. Make sure you ask them about it. The one-sheeter doesn't really give you any of those specifics, but at least tells clients, and this is also hinged on clients reading this, reading this one-sheeter in the first place, but it's encouraging clients to ask some of these questions to, to, to make sure that they're aware that as much as a financial advisor may say that I made this move because of I want to best serve my clients, that there mm-hmm. may be other motivations at play here as well. Right. And so is it fair to the the client to say, well, how much of your big pay raise is because of me? Like, are my fees going to go up to help compensate you for this big bonus you're getting? Well, yeah. I mean, part of the whole uh, of, of effort of moving a client from, from the previous firm to the new firm means they have to sign all new client, uh, client account agreements. And that might mean that there are changes to the fees and, and, uh, and, and, and the commissions that they were paying from previously. Um, most cases, those fees should – advisors try to make those fees about the same as what they were paying before. But they could go up and they could also go down. But, but it is totally 
um, within the client's best interest to make sure that they're asking those questions to ensure that that they're really understanding the full financial ramifications of why this advisor you know made the decision he made. Fair point. Is this happening as often as it used to? It, it's something it's always been sort of tough to, tough to track. I'd say since the financial crisis in 2008, you were seeing these deals nonstop, and 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 that was through 2014, well into 2015. Last year, we did see these deals sort of drop off a little bit, but a lot of a lot of the recruiters and industry experts that that watched this closely had said that they felt the fiduciary role that the labor department was pushing was playing a factor into stopping some advisor moves. A lot of advisors wanted to make sure that uh, that the firm that they may potentially be going to was in a position to be prepared to comply with the fiduciary role that goes into effect later this week. Um, so, so it, it did cut back on some of those moves. That said. The regional firms that are a step below the places like Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley, and, and, and that, that includes, I'd say, Edward Jones, Raymond James, Stiefel, um, e- even some of the independent firms that are out there, they're all still very aggressively out there trying to recruit financial advisors. That activity isn't going to pull back at all, and, uh, and, and, and recruiters expect to see maybe just as much momentum going into the second half of this year and, uh, and, and certainly in 2017. Is it, you know, is there a way a client could benefit from this? Certainly. And and we've seen that, you know, say uh, financial advisors I've talked to that have gone from Merrill Lynch to Raymond James, for example. Um, usually those financial advisors will say that their clients are overall paying less in fees. And that's just because Raymond James has a, has a lower fee schedule than Merrill Lynch on some of their products. So for some clients, this really could be a great move, especially if a financial advisor is going to an independent shop where these bonuses aren't usually being offered in every case. Um, those moves are a little more different and clients should still talk out those moves more fully. But usually if an advisor is going to a shop that bears their own name or is going to be independent of any other financial institution, they're not usually getting a signing check or a big bonus like they do in some of these other moves. But still, you should ask the advisor, what does this move mean for me and what are the fee- how are the fees going to, uh, to, to, to go up or down with this transition? Mike, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'd love to hear more of your tips for clients. AI may be the most important new computer technology ever, but AI needs a lot of processing speed, and that gets expensive fast. Upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet, oracle.com slash Wall Street. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. All new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with WSJ's Mike Worsthorn, who's telling us what to expect when our broker changes firms. So, Mike, tell us more about the drawbacks to our advisor switching firms. I mean, the first one I would think is all the paperwork you have to do as the client, you know, signing all these new forms. Yeah, I mean, it can be a very painstaking process for clients having to go through the process of re-signing all their client account agreements, um, setting up maybe similar types of um, debt products that they may have had, such as uh, if you had a securities-backed loan at your prior institution, you usually have to close that out before you can move to a new institution. And if you want a securities-backed loan at that new institution, you got to go through the process yet again of taking out that product. So 
pretty much anything, any sort of investment you had, especially proprietary investments that you had with that previous institution, you may have to sell out of those investments to bring them over. And that could come with some tax implications. The advisor that's counseling you in this situation should totally make you fully aware of any tax implications that might come with such a move. Um, And I think the other main one is just being mindful that that the overall services beyond just investment allocation um, are going to stay the same or be better. Um, you know, for high net worth investors, there's a lot of other things that a financial advisor should be doing or does do um, beyond just recommending stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So, so that that could include, um, you know, m- maybe putting them in contact with somebody to to lease a jet, for instance. Those are types of services that a high net worth investor would not want to lose access to. An advisor should be able to explain whether or not those services are going to change or at all be minimized going forward. A lot of great tips. Any last quick tips for us if we're deciding whether or not to follow our advisor to the new firm? So I, I, the one thing I would just really stress is that financial. there's a lot of great financial advisors out there that really do what they're supposed to be doing for their clients. But clients always need to be mindful that there's a lot of financial incentives in this industry. And, and, and changing jobs just happens to be one of the biggest incentives that are out there. With firms recently deciding to pull back on some of that activity and others deciding to step in, you're just sort of seeing a resetting of the playing field in terms of how these signing bonuses work. Still, clients should always be ready to ask the question of you know, whenever there's a change to our relationship – what does that mean for me financially and how are you being compensated any differently? That makes a lot of sense. And you know what? Hey, if you're not happy with your financial advisor and they're switching firms, this may be the perfect non-awkward window to break up with them. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's the other thing too. I mean, they're, with a lot more advisors working on teams and you're seeing maybe half of a team split from a firm to move to another firm, you are you, clients are left with this choice of, do I stay behind because I'm happy with the institution I've I've, I've worked within for so many years, or do I want to follow my financial advisor? And that could be a longstanding relationship where it may be tough to, to make that decision. But, but it certainly serves as a, as a great point to evaluate the situation and decide if a reset's needed. Great tips as always. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow The Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.